Welcome to Literature, where we get lit and give our unqualified opinions on books. I am Sam. I am Mel. And today, we are drinking some champagne because we are talking about... The auction. Ah, beloved fanfic by Love's Bicta 8. Um, Yeah, we're really excited to do another fanfic for this one. And like I said, they drink so much champagne in this book, so it just... It felt yeah, we wanted to be on theme on brand for this. Um, also, this particular champagne that we're drinking, um, it advises that you put ice in it. So if you hear a little bit of like a clink um, as somebody's talking and the other person isn't. This is literature. We weren't going to break the rules of alcohol. Like it had to come first. Here's a little ASMR. Ready? I hate oh, ASMR, nice. but there it is. There it is. Um, yeah, so a couple things before we start. Spoiler alert, as always, we're talking about this because we've read it. And Mm -hmm. also, a big trigger warning for this one for sexual assault, uh, all of the above. Yeah, non-con. Yeah, just be aware. Um, I don't know how much we'll get into all of that, but it is a part of the I think it's, yeah, inherent. So it's going to happen. So trigger warning, spoiler alert. Plus, if you're listening and you haven't read this, you need to read this. It's so fucking good. good. (laughs) So this is our first Hermione Mel. Yes, it is. And I am so excited. Beyond, because we're both huge Hermione people. Yes, which we mentioned briefly in the All the Young Dudes episode. We yeah. talked a little bit about how we got into fan fiction. Um, yeah. And Hermione is like a big part of that story. Um, that's what got me back into it um, from when before I had read like a little bit of Twilight fan fiction when I was 12. And um, I also got Sam into it through like Harry Potter fan fiction. Generally, I had to read all the young dudes like again, listen yeah. to episode one if you if, if you don't know that. And then I transitioned her into Germione with what a lot of people say is the worst fan fiction to, to recommend, which is Manacled. <laughs> yep, Manacled. Um, and I instantly bought it we i i we're trying to decide if we're ever going to do an episode on manacles no we are we are um i think we are yeah so if anyone wants it let us know i fell in love with them together it is the perfect enemies to lovers it feels like i mean obviously they didn't originate it but it feels like the origination of that trope for me like the the ideal version of enemies to lovers you know what i mean absolutely and also i think it's really not that unbelievable um I mean we'll I guess we'll talk about this series in particular like that you know like loves big to eight like the the rights and wrongs series but even the fix that take place like after Hogwarts and stuff it's not that unbelievable because we know from Cursed Child and you know JK Rowling um we know from her writing that Draco does end up having a lot of growth and becoming about like a really good dad and so he's always kind of portrayed as a little bit complex struggling to be fully evil and all of the above and yeah. that just feels like it fits with Hermione's hero complex I'm just gonna say it have you heard the whole thing where they say that Harry Potter's the chosen one and Draco's the boy who had no choice <gasps> yeah that gets you start sobbing <laughs> horrible on command oh wow uh yeah the sixth movie in book become even more painful once you're just like really invested into Germione because wow <sighs> ouch it's really it's really hard but also again like clamoring for Germione moments like holding on to every single look that they yes, give each other and absolutely that's what we live for so she recognized when he was unwell 
Unless yeah. she, she could see it because she cares and is observant. Exactly. Just like she knows he takes his tea with three honey spoons. Ah! Great okay. transition. So getting into it. Uh, this is the Rights and Wrongs series by Love's Victor, uh, which is comprised of three books. It's uh, the right thing to do, all the wrong things, and the auction. So the auction is what we're going to mainly focus on. It's the alternate universe where Voldemort wins and they mm. have an auction and sell the people. Yeah. And the series overall is like a bit of an alternate universe because um, in the stories, uh, Draco and Hermione have always like had a thing for one another but they didn't know yeah um and so the right thing to do follows them it has like flashbacks especially like all the wrong things like it has flashbacks to hogwarts days but um it follows them mostly post-war and um it's really adorable and then you get to the auction and it's like that same timeline except if voldemort won we actually talked about this because mel read them in the wrong order mm-hmm. so she read the auction first which is fine like you can do that but I read the um the right thing to do first and it is fun to kind of get those flashbacks established and to see that relationship because they are asking you to buy that as different from canon but I will say it's not that hard of a sell Mm -mm. I mean I feel like as fucked up as it is every girl ever has been told that a guy likes her if he's picking on her if he's mean to you which is awful and i don't subscribe to that advice however it's it's a little true sometimes yeah well it's funny too because like i did get the the parallels but obviously in the opposite order um and it was also really interesting because in the auction i didn't know that like it was established that they both had a thing for each other so you can imagine that reading experience is very different well because when he reveals it you were probably like right it was you're more like kind of on the edge of your seat about it even though i mean you are like signing up for a germany fan fiction reading when we searched germany um so yeah so that was like an interesting experience and then i got to read the other ones and, and but i think most people say to read it in the proper in order. The other order. And because there are a lot of really great parallels. Their living phrase, the right thing to do and stuff. And like I said, the honey spoons and the coffee. Mippy. Mippy. Okay. Actually, that's a great starting point because I... So... Mippy? First of all, we both... Yeah, <laughs> Mippy. We both devoured this. It's it's long. It's not short, but we devoured it in both... It was like less than two days for me. It's like 300-something thousand words. It's a lot. It, it's absolutely phenomenal. And I kind of did the same thing with rights and, um, with the right thing to do and all of that, but this one particularly, I just could not put down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love Mippy. That's what I was saying is I took some notes while I was reading, and it's my first note is I love Mippy. Mippy stands... She's just the best. I love that they're good to their house elf because that's one of my personal favorite things about Germany Fix. Spew. Yes, spew. <laughs> and so I love that Mippy's just the best. She is just there for the ride. Yeah, the scene. there's a scene where she like breaks down crying because Hermione says that she wants to take her tea differently because she thinks the honey is being... Uh, not poisoned but like has the suppressant in it and maybe just like loses her shit and I just thought it was so oh, funny yes. I love her so while we're still kind of comparing the different stories I have a question for you Sam okay is auction Draco hotter than the right things to do Draco even though it's the same Draco oh and God. what does that say about us if the answer is yes oh no it doesn't say great things it doesn't say great things um 
The answer is yes, though. Okay, I think so, too. I know. And I literally texted Mel this while I was reading. I was like, I think this is one of the hottest books I've ever read. Yeah. Because the way tension really does it for me, the buildup. Mm-hmm. And this buildup with them at, like, Edinburgh and then also The practicing. Him, the practicing. Him not, like, wanting to non-consensually touch her so there's a lot of weirdness where she's like why won't he just touch there's just a lot of that really adds to the steam I think he wins for you yeah maybe it's because he has to like there's more obstacles for him to kind of overcome for us I don't I don't know what it is like we're not (laughs) big fans of the chasers or something yeah yeah when they have their first kiss it's like he pulls away because he's worried that she doesn't want it and it's just so like she doesn't know that Oh, it just kills me. Right. I there's something about all of that that I think is there's more complexity there. Deliciously attractive. Yes. She is technically his slave, so that's a choice yes. on our part. Well, we are still on the topic of spice. Spice, spice, spice. I have my favorite quote, maybe of the whole series. <gasps> and that is, "Oh dear, that chase is from the 16th century." Oh my god, the chase. <laughs> The chase. I don't know what it is about a chase lounge, but it works. I mean, mortifying for them. But before that, that was like one of the hottest ones. One of the hottest ones. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This book is just like jam-packed with spice. and Yeah. And they keep being, I think Hermione's the one that's like, we can be adults about this. And then they keep not wanting or keep like not being able to take their hands off each other. And he keeps trying to like prior to that he keeps trying to push her off his lap and she like doesn't yes. understand and he's girl like, yeah she, he's like you're an idiot and she's like what <laughs> it's a boner it's a boner probably a beautiful one um obviously so i have kind of a funny story about the spice i i didn't tell you this you tell guys. me there's a there's a lot of spice in this book there have been a few spicy chapters in a row a couple sex scenes i or not sex fully but they were hooking up and I was thinking, okay, we've had a couple spicy chapters. I need to work out because I was reading this on a Tuesday and this was literally all I did. So I was like, I'm, I got to do something productive. And ETL Echo does audiobooks. They're great. Great. Um, and so I went to the chapter for the audiobook and I was like, I'm just going to listen to the audiobook while I work out because I can't put it down. And like I said, spice had kind of just occurred. I was going to be fine. So I'm in the fucking living room doing like lunges and squats and trying to get this workout in. And the chapter I picked for the first audiobook chapter I read is the one where he's teaching her how to give a hand job. No. So it's like clit this and like touching me there that and like can I touch you and I'm like literally fucking sweating because I'm working out but I'm already committed so I'm not just gonna quit mid crunch and okay but but you probably burned more calories (laughs) like your body temperature was probably a higher temperature and I feel like it it probably helped you the adrenaline it probably did yeah Mel like walked downstairs at one point and I was like is she gonna know like I'm basically listening to porn in the living room yeah sometimes you're listening to it and like you like pull your airpod out to like make sure nobody else can hear it I do that all the time 
And also, like, God bless the, the girl that records the ETL Echo books. She's done a lot of different, um, Jermaine fix in particular. But she also, on, um, there's a Discord um, for, it's it's called Room of Requirement, and she'll record the chapters live. Um, and so she, you know, is, like, powering through, and she edits out the mistakes, like, later. But it's really funny because there's also like an ongoing chat and I've been on it a couple times and one of the times she was taping like a sex scene and it was hilarious, like just all the comments and I I don't I couldn't do it. It was <laughs> it I, takes skill I, to like be able to keep your composure throughout that. I really thought I should turn it off at a couple points, but I was committed because I didn't want to stop reading. But I was more careful with the audiobooks from then on because it is some of the chapters are like listening to porn, which like, hey, that hey. works at times, but you gotta be you gotta be wanting that. Right. So PSA about chapter twenty five, they are naked and learning how to give a hand job. So just be aware if you're gonna listen to that on a non yoga. Don't have a passenger in your car. <laughs> yeah, also that. <laughs> which Sometimes when I'm driving and listening to the audiobooks for this stuff, I like turn it down at stoplights because I'm afraid people can hear (laughs) out my car. No, I think about that too. Because sometimes like somebody's on a Bluetooth call and you can hear it. (laughs) And like then you hear something way too fucking personal and it's like blasting at the stoplight. But yeah, the book is spicy. Mm. Um, Another parallel, him and his thing for hair muggle jeans is hilarious yeah i love that and the shorts and the shorts the shorts in this one i love the 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 shock and them being appalled about shorts it's fantastic which also that kind of brings us not to segue from sex to parents but lucy what a good one yeah (laughs) um birth control king also there's a yeah a lot of pregnancy (laughs) situations happening in this that we can talk about but i was gonna say lucy's and narcissa uh, uh particularly narcissa like is you, you get a soft spot for her in this one oh yeah sure i mean she is she's like a queen in both like you know both parallel universes yeah, yeah, of yeah this yeah, series yeah. obviously lucius in in the right thing to do is not it no. um and but I mean, auction not really... i mean yeah he we can't say he's it in the auction but yeah. like he's more it He's he's more it, I and mean, you get to at least sort of see that dynamic of like anything to protect Draco. Yeah. So he, in turn, protects Hermione because of that. Right. So. Oh my God. Another favorite quote of mine. It just made me think of it. Is when Draco lets it slip, and he's like, "I got to do the best thing for my family, all four of us." <laughs> that quote. That did something for me. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up because it really did something for me too. So beautiful. I know. I know. And just like the whole plan, the fact that it's just always planned, he's always going to buy her. Yeah. It's so sad when you see all the things happening to her friends, but mm-hmm. it also just makes you love him more that he's protective and, yeah. and she's been through so much as is. I know. I think that that's what I take away. Hermione is just the strongest my god yes auction hermione is also badass like absolute badass and does not give up yeah at all no she like will she like send draco back to wipe the people's she's like you gotta fix this you're risking death for us right now which speaking of fighters um cho in this one yeah i loved how 
much fucking fight that girl had yeah. in this one. Like the the imagery with the grape. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that moment is incredible. Yeah. And even just the fact that she's like slicing people with the fucking sword in the yes. middle of it. Yeah. All it, the girls are great. It wasn't like fun to see all the other characters in the situation, but it was like, it was fun after the fact to see them fighting through. And yeah, everything. to see them get to yeah. fight and also to see them not give up. Okay, so what, do you have a number one favorite part? I I was trying to think that about we can this. like I go really off. don't know. Do you have one? I do. Okay, yeah. Then I, I don't know if it's like, I maybe other people won't see it as so major, but... Um, it is so you know how like there's New Year's parties in both universes. Yes. So in the auction, Draco's like gone for a time, and Hermione gets dressed up because Narcissa and Lucius want to keep an eye on her. And also another cool thing is it's like in the the right thing to do, she wears white, but then she wears black in the auction. Mm-hmm. And um, she's standing there, and he comes up behind her, and like when she knows he's there. I, I don't know why, but I've reread it more than once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, that, that part gets me every time. I think it's also another example of tension, kind of. But yeah. it's also this the connection. Yeah. You feel the energy is really established. And that not only does he want to see her, but he's not leaving her at this unsafe event without his protection, kind of in a way, right. too. He, like, sneaks away from another country or something. Yeah, he, he sneaks away from his post in another country. Mm-hmm. Him just being behind. I don't know. It yeah, was, it's, it's so, so cute. Good. I don't even remember what he says when he comes up to her, I but I just either. remember it. But it's so, really, like that and how it made me feel. Really good. And she's struggling with Ginny in that one, too, being mm-hmm. there. Yep. It's a beautiful moment. And I do yeah. feel like it's one of the moments where you feel like they're, they're a couple. Like, they're in mm-hmm. it together. They're not just fucking. Yeah. Which happens a lot. I mean, all, him helping her research and stuff. Mm-hmm. I love that he's a little book nerd too. Yeah, and he's really it's it's interesting because in this one he's like really grappling with he's helping her, but then also he doesn't want to put his family in danger. Yeah. Um. But when she cracks the the tattoos and then he's gonna just like let her leave. That's one of my favorite moments. Yeah. I mean, I knew that he would let her leave, but I know that she didn't know that. And that moment where he's like, "You should go," and he gives her his wand. Mm-hmm. The trust moments. And, and he the, tells her about the port key that one time when they have to leave. He's gotten in a fight. So they were like fighting and he's like, here's how you leave. Yeah. And she doesn't leave. She has to make tough choices too more than once. Oh, yeah. Choosing between her friends and him and also not necessarily choosing between them, but figuring out what the smartest path is going to be to victory in this whole thing. Right. Because she's daring. She's not afraid of a challenge, but... Right, but sometimes the the smartest position is where you're at. But then also right. she's in love with him, so. But she's like going to Edinburgh weekly so that she can get the notes passed, even though they are failing at looking like a couple. She's constantly putting this risk out. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about when Pansy went in her body? Would that have pissed you off? Because I understand the sentiment, but also I would have been so fucking angry if i was like in love with a guy and the first time he like hooks up with me is not actually me but like i understand why he did it and it's so and like i'm glad i'm glad she didn't have to go through that trauma but i also understand being pissed i i understood being pissed i think i'm more on the draco side of things than you because i was like she's being a little ungrateful that she didn't have to go and be under this whole thing 
But I would have been a little pissed too, especially because mm. she had a crush on him. Like if it was someone that she really didn't like, I'd be like, it'd be a different yeah. story. But you're right. Like the first time you hook up with someone you care about and it's not your body, it's the first time they're seeing your body and like all of the above. I definitely, it wouldn't be my favorite thing. But I guess he didn't really know how she felt at that point either. Yeah, he didn't know. I don't know. I thought it was for the better for sure. Yeah. But it was an interesting choice. It was. That, I had to reread that sentence a couple times when it said that she like opens the door to his bedroom and she was like talking to herself. There's a brilliantly worded sentence that like you read it and you're like, wait, what? Yeah, I had to go back and read it again too. She's talking to herself? Pansy's funny because it constantly feels to me, not just in this one, but in other Germione moments, um, that she has some ulterior motive, but she just is kind of a cool person. Yeah. There's very much like a redemption of Pansy's character in a lot of Germione fan fictions. And yeah. it's funny that that's like kind of a universal thing. It's that and then also giving Theo not life. Yeah. He has like a couple sentences in the whole Harry Potter series. <laughs> But he is main character energy in most Hermione fics, which is pretty funny. He's so great. It's interesting because in the auction, he's a little bit, there's like the darker side of him with his father making the tattoos and stuff. But another Theo tidbit that he's like this amazing wizard. Uh, Oliver. Oliver. I, there is a line when we like first reveal the Oliver thing and it's, it's just, you have to promise me you'll get Oliver out when he says to help them. Ouch. And I immediately started crying. I immediately. And there, that was like all it was. And I don't know if it was having read right thing to do and stuff that I liked Theo. But I felt in that moment, we all love Oliver. It just yeah. is. It was so emotional in the fact that you see him beat up. <sighs> I know. And then you carry through to the end when the yeah. dies and Oliver's just. Which the end is so difficult, but also really like it's so yeah. tough for them to not for you to like read and them not believe Hermione and what she's saying. But also at the same time, which is something that I've like waited to, to ask you, but it's like, would you you would take like you'd have pause. Should we get into the kind of yeah. syndrome thing? Yeah. I really have tried to think what on earth would I think in that situation if it was my friend and I would absolutely have pause. Yeah. When the whole thing is explained and luckily she has evidence and also he does so many things to help them that I think makes it viable and I would eventually get there. Right. But just this initial, the gut reaction that Hermione has is like, but I love him and I threw him a port key to save him without getting to explain anything that's going on because y'all are just going to kill him basically on the spot. Right. I, yeah, I don't know if I would have believed either. It's so tough. And she fought and she got those receipts. Like she got it yeah. done. Yeah. Um, and of course, like once you saw that, but it is so heartbreaking because it's like us as readers, we know. But then also if you step outside for a minute. If you really try and think about it realistically and that this is a real thing that happens, you know, in the real world. Yeah. And I don't know if it says it anywhere in the book. I can't remember. But there's also a podcast that Julie, the author, Loves Book to Eight, did. And she talks a lot about, like, 
it's it's her and her two like beta writers and um they talk a lot about like the writing process and and different chapters and stuff one of the tidbits that i got from there and reading different things she's posted is that like draco thought hermione maybe had stockholm syndrome and that's why he wouldn't let her say i love you initially and he that's why he goes away and he doesn't come back until he sees in the paper that she says that she had to always loved him, like back from back in Hogwarts. And then that's when he makes the realization. But he stop it, I'm going to cry. But when he had seen all the stuff about Stockholm syndrome and like people from I can't remember who they saw at Edinburgh, but there was somebody who, yeah, very. There's a couple people maybe that had like a pretty bad situations with Stockholm syndrome, and so he just like wasn't sure. No, that makes sense. I was thinking in the moment that the I love you thing was just about like something to look forward to um when Mm. he came back or whatever (gasps) right right like in my but that is an even more powerful ending yeah that or idea that it was about the fact that he was worried she had Stockholm syndrome which he felt throughout that he was constantly worried that it wasn't something she wanted like oh oh when they've just kind of started hooking up and he gets a dose with the potion oh that's a moment because you're like this isn't consensual for anyone because he is not consenting to this it's a potion blah 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 but also you're like oh my god i'm hot and steamy and it's really fucked up um and that's a fun parallel also to the right thing to do because she gets dosed in the right thing to do yes she gets dosed with a love potion and is all over him and he's like doesn't want it because she doesn't actually want it Mm -hmm. just we love when they do show consent in this book it's great we love yeah so that and then also like another major i mean it's it's such an achievement like as a fan fiction because there's like fucking hardcore battle scenes they're like all these like the geopolitics yeah. between like the different countries and like who's supporting Voldemort and stuff and then on top of that the whole like twist that she wrote in about like which i didn't see coming at all about how um Hermione inherits the Malfoy state. I was shocked. I was shocked. Absolutely shocked. I okay. thought that was one of the coolest twists I had heard of, actually. There's a couple big twists in this book. There's yeah. that. There's the Horcrux. Yes. So this idea that, which also justified the differentiation from canon about why Voldemort wins, is that right. it wasn't how he killed the, right, that it just found a new host body. Mm-hmm. Which is actually like plausible because totally it makes sense because it, you didn't, there wasn't another human Horcrux. Yeah, so we it don't, makes a lot know. of sense where they hit it and when they go find it, him killing it like that whole thing was just awesome. And then you have the twist of her inheriting the manor, which I just absolutely didn't see, but it made sense why they gave up his birthrights. He had already given up the estate to Dolohov, uh, yeah. Lucius would never that justified the whole thing and, so but it's funny how he like stepped through the flu and like read because he like came in last minute for like the virginity ritual thing <laughs> and like skimmed it and then did it and when they say that like they had a daughter born you know July whatever I was like what I couldn't <laughs> believe it and Lucius like he when he's like he asks if Narcissa's in the house and then he he like provokes them to kill him Yes. You know, he really he really went out with love. He really, really one. went out. Which is also an interesting thing about this one. The True Order sort of turning and using dark magic. Mm-hmm. Which, realistically, they probably wouldn't needed to use to win. Though, I get that. I think it's an interesting twist how Hermione 
because they start using dark magic almost, she has to then switch. She doesn't want anything to be unfair and unjust and whatever and just killing Lucy's on the spot. But that is a pretty epic way for him to right. go out. It makes sense with his character. Yeah. Also makes sense that Sis just carried it on her back and like she just was making all the legal arguments shining. <laughs> yeah, I love this sort of idea of her being lawyer, Hermione. Yeah. I think it's great. It does suck how long we wait for Draco to come back, but when he does, does that moment is so like bittersweet, beautiful when he walks in. So good, and it's at the bookstore, which is in the right thing to do, mm-hmm. and it's so bittersweet because they're saying goodbye, but she's worked so hard to get right. his sentence shortened, and it it makes sense. It makes it feel like they'll realistically have a future where people will maybe feel like he paid his dues at least, right? Yeah, he did kind of pay for, you know, for what or something. He, for yeah. some of what he did. And so I think that it makes it easier to imagine that they have a future where other people in their lives accept them because I know that that's going to be really hard for everyone. Right. And unlike the the right thing to do where it's like Voldemort didn't win, so it wasn't like all these other atrocities on top of it. Right. It's like he there's been way more things that has happened the author has said that they like they go off and like fuck somewhere and then they go turn him in like the next day (laughs) which is obviously what you imagine right probably you know fucking in the aisle of the bookstore yeah but she says like eventually it's like after that after he gets out of jail it's like that the timelines kind of like converge Converge. again okay yeah so it's like their future looks the same as like the right thing to do ultimately so I want to talk, this is a difference between the right thing to do and okay. the auction. Uh, I want to talk about Ron for like a minute. Okay. Brief, brief, briefly. Because, uh, you know, it's Ron. I felt kind of really bad for him in this one. Oh, yeah. Which I didn't expect to feel because normally I'm just like so on the Dramini train that yeah. I'm like, anything we can do to get Ron out of the way, I support. So like, <laughs> thinking the right thing to do they have that he has a girlfriend he's off playing quidditch and they've broken up yeah it's like they've broken up for a while that's been settled they gave it a try it didn't work but in this one he's a slave and he has this line in the memorial that kind of broke me he says i was trying to get back to you with every breath and all the while you were falling in love with draco malfoy (gasps) And I instantly started crying because he doesn't say it like bitterly. They're having a really beautiful conversation about Harry and about, and he's just like, yeah, this is what was happening. Why well, was being, which I think you need to feel a little bit. Hermione constantly struggles throughout with feeling like all of her friends are in so much worse situations than she is. And right. how do you. The kind of survivor's guilt. Yeah, the survivor's yeah. guilt and having some of very joyous moments of her life that she's never gotten to experience while all of these people are suffering but that line was tough I mean ultimately it's I'm not saying that I want her and Ron to be together by any means Mm -hmm. but I I had a bit of a hard time on this one well there's also the moment um when Draco when he like initially gets dosed with the less the less potion and Hermione can like hear Ron being tortured in the house and, and she, she's trying to decide if she's going to yeah. save him and, like, kill but I everyone. Mean, and I guess, like, it's not super positive. Like, she wouldn't have made it very far. No, no, no. She, but, she couldn't have done that. But also, but, a lot of boys are mining, like, would have tried if it was Draco. I don't know. I don't know. It's just... Whew. 
so I I was a little torn on Ron on this one. Yeah. Uh, more so than I am in some Germany effects. Definitely more Definitely. so than, <laughs> than in the right thing to do. But I kind of liked that. Again, there's the auction's dark because of the alternate universe and it really focuses on the consequences of all of their actions. Right. Just a random note that I wrote down is that they know each other's birthdays and it's so cute. Mm-hmm. When she like says happy birthday to Draco and then yeah. she's mad at herself. And not only did she wish him happy birthday, but it's the first time she uses his first name uh-huh. to him. But then also he sends her the manuscript on her birthday that she forgot herself. Oh, yeah. The Lance Gainsworth books is like yep. an overarching thing in the series, yep. which I really like. Wait, I do have another thing I want to talk okay, about. Okay, this is, so the thing about this one, this book, is there's just so many layers and there's so much going also, on and we're so passionate about we've it. We've also had a lot of champagne, so we're, we're dealing with this story with yeah. such like complexity and layers and emotions. And meanwhile... You know, like it's, maybe, it's lit- literature. I was going to say it is a concept of our podcast, but yeah. it doesn't mean we're the best at the drinking and thinking. Yeah. Um, Occlumency. Yes. I just think that that is the coolest fucking skill. It is so cool. And yeah. the way this fic uses it, a lot of Germany does right. better. Because that's canon about Draco. Right. It's canon about Draco, but... Mm-hmm. I just mean the, the way we get to learn about Occlumency in this one. Yeah. With the shelves of books that she, like, imagines. It's very visual talking about, like, how she stores her memories and stuff. Yes, and the way they leave her her magic so that she can store them because they know they have that faith that she's a good enough fucking witch to learn. Yeah. Because it sounds so hard. Mm-hmm. The, the whole scene, too, with um, Narcissa when she's helping her and she, like, yes. that was just such a cool thing to read about like it described about her going in and like threading through and like cutting out pages and stuff yeah also seeing a lot of things you wouldn't want like a basically like a mother-in-law to be seeing but and I like that because it runs in the black family being Legilimens or however you say it it yeah no I think it's Legilim it's technically Legilimens and Occlumency I think but I always read it as Occlumency yeah it is Occlumency (laughs) we're back to pronunciation I'm so sorry that I messed it up no I still that's my default every time I read I read Occlumency it just feels right yeah so I'm sorry I'm probably gonna keep saying that uh I could mean unless I'm wrong (laughs) (laughs) literally like I dare you to write me an angry email about it Anyway, runs in the Black family, so I like that it's also their weapon against Bellatrix. Mm. The mm-hmm. fact that Hermione's really good at, at Occlumency. Yes. Occlumency. Occlumency. I just fucking hate Bellatrix, so I love anything we can do to get back specifically at her. And when Draco kills her. That's where I was going to go. I can't believe we hadn't talked about it yet. Oh, that was my chair. <laughs> yeah, when he's like, oh, I'm just sorry, I... I took longer than 10 seconds to decide or something. Iconic. We just love his love for her. And the sex is really good. I mean, honestly, like, (laughs) I'm not not to go back to the spice, but they just, they have incredible fucking sex. (laughs) Yeah. The chemistry is off the charts. Over and over again. Amazing chemistry. Yeah. As fucked up as the universe is, we're really happy for Draco and Hermione. Right. We just love you, loves Bicta 8. And we love we uh, the right thing to do and all the wrong things as well. It's just the auction took us away so much. That- yeah. There there are a few fan fictions that I've read that are like so rereadable. Yeah. And this, these are definitely that. 
I agree. They're just like really fun to to revisit the moments and stuff. Which yeah, like they feel exciting. It doesn't get old. It doesn't get old, and it gave us a great excuse to pop the bottle of champagne. Like I said, yes, because yeah, they do drink a lot of that in this one. So thanks for coming on this journey with this episode. Thank you. I think that's all. Do you have any closing thoughts? Closing thoughts. I probably will read it again at some point because I just, like I said, I just don't think it's a classic for me. Just genuinely blown away by it. Yeah, I think that beautiful. You can tell how much work was put into like making sure that like everything fit together. There's honestly a lot we didn't talk about, but we could have gone on and on forever. Yeah, I can't can't wait till we're going to be mad at ourselves that we forgot something. (laughs) Honestly, we're going to be furious. But that is the auction and what we thought about it, which is gold stars all around loved. We now have an email. It's lit on literaturepod at gmail.com. Give us your thoughts. We'll read them on future episodes and yeah, comment. We want your opinions on the books that we have reviewed. If you haven't checked out the other episodes, do so. Or recommendations for the future. Next week, we are releasing an episode about The War of Two Queens, the fourth installment in the Blood and Ash series. Yes, it just came out. That gives you like two weeks to read it. I hope you've read it. I know we have. We're excited. So tune in for that next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Write us. Bye. Okay, okay bye. bye. <laughs>